Welcome to this broadcast. This is uh, Theology Theology Unplugged. This is the solo version of Theology Unplugged. I'm Michael Patton. I am going to be your host, and we are doing this on Facebook Live. So um, I, I'm not really sure if we'll have many in attendance, but we'll open it up to people that will show up, and maybe uh, uh, they can contrib contribute to this podcast. Uh, it's been a while. I, I'm sorry that it's been so long. Uh, it's hard, Number one, it's very hard to get all three of us guys together. And uh, number two, it's just it, we, we got to be a lot more intentional about it. And we haven't been as intentional as we should. So we apologize for that. But Theology Unplugged is going to continue. And we will continue in a consistent manner sometime once again. But welcome to Theology Unplugged. Uh, for all the new guests out there, Theology Unplugged is a podcast that is devoted to being unplugged. Um, we, we discover what that means as we go through, and sometimes we're more unplugged than others, but just it, it's really about being real, um, not being staged, not having some set agenda of things that we're going to cover and how we're going to cover it, asking hard questions uh, of ourselves and each other, so... We're, we're, we're trying to be unplugged, and we're trying to let people get to know um, uh, a theology in such a way. Now, the reason why I uh, have, have this podcast right now, the reason why I bring it up is because I, I think I want to talk a little bit about, and I don't know how to word this, and I don't even know if I have this articulated well yet, but, uh, but it's the idea of engaging people, um, and I'm not talking just online, but I've been engaging a lot of people online kind of for the first time in a long time. I, I signed off of really trying to get into any type of discussion uh, or arguments with people online just because it seems so fruitless uh, for so long. And I just don't, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it well. I don't know how to do it Christianly, in other words. And the reason for that is, you know how people can be whenever you're in such a um, situation where you are, uh, it's kind of like whenever you're driving down the road. Uh, and the other day, somebody got so angry with me over something that was so small. I, I wasn't going fast enough for them to get through the light. And so they just got right up on my uh, my tail and just started honking and <laughs> unfortunately for that guy I made it through the light and he didn't but it, it was just very rude and something that I was I, I think about every time would this guy have done that if I was out of the car and him and I were in engaging uh, more personally and I know the guy wouldn't because we have kind of a social etiquette that is built into us that uh, uh, dictates how we how we um, uh, engage people in, in public, you know, at, at lot in the line at the convenience store at seven 11 and somebody has a lot more stuff than you, you, you kind of get out of their way and, and let them go hopefully, or at least that's the way you think, you know, I, I should do that. But you know, we, we don't jump all over people's cases whenever they, they may cut us in line, uh, unintentionally, you know, we don't, we don't honk our horn, uh, as we're standing behind them. And so, it's it's a different environment whenever you are uh, in a Facebook type situation or in a blog type situation where you're engaging people. And I've noticed this lately whenever I've been posting on Credo Courses. Credo Courses is one of my ministries, as uh, many of you guys know. 
and I've been posting some ads, trying uh, trying the ad deal, uh, Facebook ads, and they've been working out really well. I mean, the Facebook ads probably have done better than anything else we've tried so far to get people engaged in credo courses for the first time. And so we've been doing that, but every time I post an ad, um, the comments immediately come from atheists that are making fun and belittling the Christian faith in a real hardcore way. And I, uh, you know, we've all seen this and I've seen this, but I haven't seen it to this degree. Whenever I, whenever I fill out the ads, you know, I, I put in there, um, I want people, I want this to be shown to people who are interested in Christianity, interested in the Bible, interested in um, godly things. I, I only put there. So I figure that it's going to go to the right people. Well, for some reason, a lot of these people who are atheists are getting them and they're logging on, or they are coming to the, to the ad and commenting. I mean, belittling in such a way that, you know, you know, I did 10 myths of the resurrection and they put, uh, there's only one myth. The resurrection is a myth. Ha ha ha. You know, and then another person will come in and say, how can people be so stupid in the year 2018? And then another guy will come in and say something similar and on and on. And I, and I scratch my head at this because, okay, this is my ad and everybody has seen this. And so something has to be done. Either I delete these, which I probably should do. I, I'm not really sure, but either I delete these or I respond in some way. And while responding over the last few days, I've just been, uh, I've been trying to figure out how to deal with this because I've been trying to be as ironic as possible, as kind as possible, um, leading them to not only say, uh, hey, let's discuss this. I I'm willing to discuss this with you in some type of rational way that makes progress and start somewhere where we where we need to start, or I um, or, or I need to uh, engage them in I don't I don't know how to put this, but in like manner, you know, it's it's like okay, I'm either going to be kind and and intentional, or I'm just going to try to shut them up. Those are my two options. I just want to shut them up or I want to start a discussion. Maybe maybe those are one and the same sometimes, but I've been trying to figure out how to engage someone who is so hostile, so belittling. And most of them just post and take off, but some of them post and they, they'll, they'll respond to you after you uh, say, hey, hey, have you ever studied the resurrection, the historicity of the resurrection. You know, and they come back and they say, I, I wanted to ever study it because I, I don't accept the Bible and the Bible is is no good. It's it, you, you show me something outside the Bible, maybe I'll listen. And you're, you're trying to respond to these people and lead them in a, in a good direction. And you've got too many of them to respond to. And so you, you try to figure out, I mean, emotions are, are, are huge at this point because you're mad, you're angry. I get angry. I look at these things and it just, it just makes me angry because they're going so fast and there's no way to really respond. And it, part of my anger is not so much at them. It's kind of like, it's kind of like whenever I see people who are on drugs now, I don't get angry at them at all. You know, after I've been through my stuff with the pain pills, I don't get angry at them at all. I just, I get angry at the situation. I get angry at the environment. I get angry at everything that is around surrounding what is going on that causes them to come in and be able to make comments and 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 think that these comments are not only valid but substantial 
to their faith and and uh, to their atheism, to the the to the their beliefs system. And so I get angry at the environment that has provided for such. I get angry at the environment that is going around today. I don't again. I don't get angry at them or or their arguments themselves. I get angry that these arguments can even exist, and, and they're so bad. They're so they're so small. They're so bad. They're so. And, and you know you know you're like okay, how do I answer this? And I've gone, I've gone recently, and you guys, I'd, lo I'd love to hear what you guys have to say, but I've gone recently to uh, the Proverbs where it says, answer a fool according to his folly. And in that, as you know, many of you guys know that this particular proverb has been a troublesome proverb for people because, uh, just listen to what it says, it's Proverb 26, Proverbs, Proverbs 26, 4 and 5. It says, do not answer a fool according to his folly or you yourself will be just like him. So you pause there for a little bit. You say, okay, I get that. You don't answer a fool because whenever you do answer him in a like manner, you're going to be just like him. I mean, it's kind of like somebody comes up and punches you. You don't punch them back. I mean, you're, you're sinking to their level whenever you punch them back, whenever you respond emotionally, even if your punch is, is much better than theirs and it knocks them out. You haven't won according to this part of the proverb. It's you, you don't want to be like them. We, we're, we're different. We're Christians. We want to respond in a, uh, in a gentle way, uh, in a respectful way, as uh, Peter tells us whenever we are answering for our faith. Gentleness and respect. Gentleness. What does gentleness look like in this situation? What does respect look like? He, he is a... He is an image bearer of God. This person is, is my goodness, I, I got to get in perspective how valuable this person is, how wonderful this person is, how loved this person is, how much he is an image bearer just as much as me, and I got to tread lightly because I am walking and talking to someone who is an image bearer of God. Okay, good. I can get that all down and maybe I can say, okay, that's the way we respond. No matter what, you don't respond in kind. Maybe, and the problem with this, here's where I get really frustrated is, is kind of the practition, the pragmatic approach. It's like, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, 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 you may have these an anecdotal stories where it has worked in the past and for some people, but it doesn't seem to work that often. What seems to work is whenever they come, people come and they belittle. And and the belittling doesn't just come in a comment. It, it comes in all sorts of ways now. I mean, you got these memes that go around that make fun of Christianity. It's a, there's a meme I saw where it says, you know, um, a, a person throwing away a cross and, and all these other images of religion and saying, imaginary friends go here. It says that on the trash can. And so that, that gets shared, you know, and shared again and shared again. Then it goes everywhere. And you look at the amount of shares and it says it's get, gotten shared 37,000 times. Then you just get mad because <clears throat> not because that, that has any substance to it, but because it doesn't have any substance to it and that it can get shared this many times and that it is proliferating so widely, so quickly. That's what gets you angry. <clears throat> and they say, don't answer fool according to his folly. Don't make a meme just like that, to make fun of his faith and hope that it goes wild on the internet.
So you, you see what I'm saying? It, it's it's very important for us to to try to respectfully respond to that. But you you really can't. You can't. I mean, we make a kind little loving meme with uh, sunshine, and I, I don't know what you do at that point. Sometimes though, you you're you're tempted, and, and I did. I, I created a meme that was just the opposite of it, and talked about the folly of atheism. And how you know it, it is uh, something about uh, the, the the I had the same design and the same look and everything on this meme and and I talked about the folly of atheism and and shared it. Uh, what was I doing? Well, I was answering a fool, a fool according to his folly. That's it. and I was like him at that point, right? But listen to this, okay? The proverb the proverb that we just read is Proverbs twenty six four. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. And like I said before, remember, this proverb has caused trouble in the past, especially uh, for the Jewish people whenever they were talking about the canonization of the book of Proverbs. Does the book of Proverbs belong in the Bible? Hello, Gary, how are you? Um, and, and they answer, that the, the reason for that was because the next verse, I'll read once more, verse 4, and then verse 5. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him. Verse 5. Answer a fool according to his folly, or he will be wise in his own eyes. You see, here we go. I mean, let, let's just separate it and, and think of the wisdom here. Let's act like we didn't read the one before. And we have somebody that comes up and they're, 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 uh, they engage with some quick comment about the folly of Christianity. And you respond to them because here's what happens in their mind. If you don't respond, they say to themselves, see, they don't have an answer. You see, they can't uh, stand up to my argument. The argument was weak. It wasn't even an argument. It was just simply an accusation or or it was simply some type of <clears throat> ad hominem uh, attacking someone, uh, just a folly of an argument. There, there's no argument at all in calling people stupid. It, it's not engaging the issues whatsoever. And so then you jump back and you you accuse the person of um, uh, of not being able to engage in argument, or you accuse them of uh, just uh, hit and run because they're too scared to stick around. They're they're kind of like in the playground, and they come run by you, and they they slap you on the face and run off and don't give you a chance. And if you you let them go, they say they go tell everybody, "Hey, I just beat this guy up. I won." But then you you say, "No, you, you got to come back here because you didn't give me a chance to hit back." And so we hit back, and whenever we hit back, this is answering the fool according to his folly. In other words, you're, you're jumping into his methodology. You're coming onto his playground. You're meeting him where he's at and giving him an answer. So here's what I've been wrestling with and the difficulty. Um uh, thanks, Isaiah. That, that's really nice of you. Um, I'm, I'm glad it, it's helped you so much. This is what I'm, I'm wrestling with is, is how do you do this? How do you balance these two? Because I think they're both true. And I think there's a great wisdom 
in them just being they see some people struggle with this and wrestle with it and say what's going on with these proverbs i mean one of them needs to go i mean there must have been a textual variant or something that happened that caused this because you can't have these two contradictory proverbs right next to each other answer a fool according to his folly or you will be just like him uh, or do not or and then answer a fool according to his folly at least he be wise in his own eyes how can that be i think it's great wisdom I'm not saying they are contradictory. I'm saying in the, the 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 this guy's wisdom, maybe it's Solomon. Think of Solomon. He's been through this before. He is he has dealt with the folly. He has dealt with the ignorance. He has dealt with people in these exact situa situations. And so he's got this for us. He's he's asking the question, or he's telling us. Sometimes you have to answer a fool according to his folly, and sometimes you don't. And or you shouldn't. Um, it, it'll be bad to. Now, now the next question I would have for him is: Okay, when do I answer a fool according to his folly, and when do I hold back? That's the question. I'm not sure. I I don't know. It's it's difficult. Now you may say to me, Michael, it just takes experience. Or or Michael, hey George, how are you doing? Michael, this is just one of those things where we don't have an answer and um, we have to be led by the spirit in that way. And, and I think I agree with you. I, I think, I think that this is the way that we have to go with this and, and not just with this proverb, but dealing with people, dealing with people in this new environment that we find ourselves in. Uh, Jeer stack. It, it says it takes experience with most of us. It's the constant failures that break apart our own anger and emotions. I think you're right. I mean, I, I think it's, it's experience. I don't know how to tell you how you know. You know, you look at this person. You, how, how do you know whenever it's online? How do you know whenever you strike back? How do you know whenever you back off and you're just real gentle? You see, to go back to the gentle part, it's not easy. I mean, I, I would say that being gentle, as Paul says, um, and as, as Peter says, uh, with gentleness and respect, uh, I, I think that's the hardest way because our natural reaction is to answer a fool according to this folly, jump right into that folly, uh, to, to do it sinfully and unintentionally and rash with rash words. As the proverb says, rash words are like sword thrusts, but... The tongue of the wise brings healing. So it, it's, uh, I, I think whenever we, we uh, respond, we, we, we sometimes respond rashly. And I don't think that's fulfilling this. I don't think that's meeting him. At, I mean, it's like <laughs> whenever I was in sixth grade, I got all these fight stories. I mean, I was, I, was, I was a crazy kid. But whenever I was in sixth grade, there was this kid that always messed with me. And I, I don't know why he did. Most kids would never mess with me. But he was just this one kid. He would always mess with me. And uh, he, he was a lot smaller than me, and uh, just, but he, but he just was a little tough kid. And so uh, one day he comes up to me, and he's trying to fight like he did many times. And I usually just backed off. I mean, I didn't really try to fight people, but it, for some reason it always came along. I mean, it came along for all of us at this school. But he came up to me, and, and he jumps at me, you know, with his arms. And right then, I mean, it was just a natural reaction. I just came up and I just nailed him right in the mouth. I mean, just really hard. 
and you know he fell backwards and just started crying <laughs> and, and so he didn't do anything after that he, he went and got all his buddies and the next thing i know i'm in the locker room and i have six guys that are coming surround me and you know they were for some reason they were pretty nice and and he said, I'm sorry, it was just a reaction, and he started it, and they said, okay, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But anyway, that's the type of thing I don't think the proverb is talking about. I don't think it's like a quick jab, because somebody said this, we do it. Uh, it it's a, you back off, and you, you're, you're intentional. But the, both of these answers, answering a fool according to his folly and not answering them, require intentionality, and, and you're backing up and thinking it through. That's the hard part. The easy part is the quick punch. What comes natural and hitting somebody like that. Um, but, you know, but think about it, you know, whenever it comes to areas like, um, like, like politics, uh, you never really, unfortunately, you never really win in politics until it gets dirty. I mean, that's really the case. I, I've seen I've seen politicians out there who have run for president or who have who have um, uh, run for office, and they're just the kind ones out there, and they're the balanced ones, and they're never rash, and they're always thoughtful. And um, I, I think of this one guy. Uh, some of you may disagree with this because uh, you know it's a, he's he's a Democrat, and I'm I'm a Republican, uh, or. Uh, you know, I don't like to talk politics either way. Whenever I'm talking this stuff, it's just that's uh, that that's something I try to keep away from as much as possible. But Joe Lieberman, if you guys remember him, I don't know if anybody remembers Joe Lieberman, but um, he he was a guy that that was very kind. He was very intentional in what he said. He was very um, uh, ironic. He 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 was thoughtful. He never. He never jumped in the mud and started slinging mud. He was kind. He, he, he gave credit to the other side all the time. His side, he would criticize for things. And he, you never, I mean, whenever you're watching him, you really didn't know where he stood because politicians are such, it's such a polarizing thing. You're either on one side extreme or the other side extreme. And so uh, this guy was just right in the middle. But the, and, and as much as I liked him, he couldn't win. He couldn't win because he would not get dirty. He would not get in the mud and start slinging it at people. And so that's the difficult thing is that uh, if you're saying pragmatically, how does this look in other situations? I would say, well, if you're looking to win, then it doesn't look that good. And maybe, maybe you know, that's just, that's, that's the point. I don't know. Uh, Jir, uh, also, context of how the discussion started. If, if, if it is people you know, they will wrap your argument together with your lifestyle. Online arguments are dangerous. What I do, and I like, here we go. I, I want to hear this. What I do, I compliment their lack of apathy. Compliment their lack of apathy. Hmm. Which I say is a major lack in churches or majorly lacking in churches. Yeah, I think I think there is that. I think I think trying to understand them, apathetic, you know, where they come from. I like like I said, I feel sorry for these guys. I feel sorry for the situation that brought about their ability to come and heckle and think their heckling actually represents 
the winning side, ultimately the winning side, the true side, the side which holds the truth. And the environment that has brought this about is the is the difficult thing. But there is that environment, and that environment is is more difficult than ever before. And again, I mean, I'm not saying that this is just an atheist thing. I'm sure uh, across the board you have Christians going around doing the same type thing, heckling, heckling atheists and, and not really knowing what they're talking about. They're in the mud. It's, you know, the, the, they're the ones that are the fools at, at that point. I mean, I've seen it either even uh, within our camp, you know, where, where the Calvinists are heckling the Arminians and making fun of them or vice versa. So I'm not saying that this is just a atheist thing. Although having said that, I do see it more in that area. I do see it more. And, and my theory is that I do see it more and more because that's what well, all they've got. That's their goods. It's kind of this heckling thing that they don't really have the goods that we have. Now, whenever I talk about goods, I mean, we've got the arguments. We've got them. I mean, we've got the goods to be able to, if if known and if understood, transform the environment, to transform the person, to transform you know every everything in this. And I don't know what the Holy Spirit's going to do. And so and so I just I just move forward and, and hope that the Holy Spirit is affecting this because you can give the truth all day long, right? I mean, is it First Corinthians chapter four or chapter two? You can give the truth all day long, but it's only accepted. It can only be accepted by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I know that. I know that because I know that that's in the mind of many of you guys. But um, um, I, I think I think there is a balance, and I think there is a wisdom. But I think whenever you're answering a fool according to his folly, I guess if we're going to name this broadcast, <laughs> how to answer a fool according to his folly, and I don't know that we really got anywhere, but. Um, I would say it takes intentionality. It takes wisdom. We have to back up. And whether we're getting on his turf and punching back, we've, that's going to be a thoughtful punch, not a quick reaction. And we've got to watch it. Maybe we did it wrong. Maybe we should have. You know, maybe we should have done it the other direction. Maybe he needs to be shut up because he will think himself wise in his own eyes. And he's just going to, we're just going to have to shut him up, shut the argument up, and then hopefully provide some wisdom uh, by shutting him up. And it's going to be quick. It's going to be quick, down, dirty, boom, it's over. Or maybe it's the intentionality, the other side of the intentionality, where we're gently uh, backing up. We're, we're not going to answer a fool, a fool according to his folly. We're going to answer a fool according to our wisdom, to our gentleness, to our respectfulness. I, I think I don't think that this is saying don't ever answer a fool. I don't think that this is a cast the pearls before swine type thing. That's that's another thing. But I think that this is how to answer a fool. Sometimes it's according to his folly, and sometimes it's according to our wisdom. Uh, Jir has another comment. I guess what I'm saying, at least. They care. Uh, long day here. I worked very closely with an atheist last year in school, and I smiled, and I told him I loved his concern for the big questions after he told me I was nuts. He said I was uh, uh, one of the few Christians he knew 
who did their homework. Well, that, that's sometimes all it is, just a little bitty pebble in their shoe whenever you answer them. And it is, it is a thoughtful answer and a solid answer. And maybe they run off. Maybe they try to engage you. Maybe they keep on acting foolish and you back off from that and you want to engage in a different way. But maybe you put a pebble in a shoe. I know whenever I get in arguments with people, and I have in the past, where I thought I was right, and somebody tries to really engage me, and I'm too scared, I will just keep on throwing the grenades and running, because that's the only thing I got. And so, but at the same time, it, it makes me think, man, maybe they're right, and it's a pebble in my shoe. So, that was uh, Theology Unplugged. I, I do hope that it recorded. I don't even have any clue whether this is really recording. Um, I hope that it recorded. I hope that we can get it put on the RSS feed, and I hope that we can be more consistent now. But uh, I thank everybody who has joined this broadcast, both live and those who are joining it as they um, get it through their feed. So we will hopefully see you next week. Okay, for those of you here on Facebook, um, this is kind of the after-hour show, maybe. I don't know. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk. It's kind of the ask Michael whatever question you want to ask. Any theology question or further discussion about what we've been talking about here. Whatever. Comments. Questions. Type them out. You may have a question about this painting right behind me. That is um, the Pope uh, on the far, let's see here, would it be your left? I think it's your far left. But the Pope on the side um, where he is meeting with Attila the Hun. Great meeting, I think in 400, in 400 AD, or BC, excuse me. No, no, AD, after Christ, 400 AD. Thanks, Deborah. I appreciate it. Um, hope this was uh, helpful for you. Uh, but he met with uh, the the painting behind me of the Attila, who is meeting with the with um, the Pope. You you probably can't make out Attila. It's a hard painting. I think it was done by uh, Michelangelo's students. Uh, so that's why there he he was teaching them, and he had he had a lot of involvement as well. But uh, it's kind of a wild painting. But it's where the Pope and his emissaries, uh, just a few people, go as, as Attila is getting ready to march on Rome. And he is going to destroy Rome. Rome has no hope. They have no leader. They have no emperor. The emperor has moved off to uh, Constantinople and left uh, Rome without an emperor. And so he is going to meet. That They decide, they say, hey. We don't have anybody to send Pope, Bishop, Bishop Leo the first. Will you please go meet with this murderer who is who is wiping the slate clean on every city he goes by? And Leo was a great, great guy. I mean, Pope Leo, Bishop Leo the first, amazing guy, amazing theologian. He basically wrote the uh, creed of um, uh, the... Uh, Chalcedon. He basically wrote that entire thing. I mean, they say if you look at his version of it and look at the adopted version, it's a vir virtually identical. Great guy, great theologian, and 
I mean, just somebody who must have trusted the Lord a great deal. I can't imagine the fear that he had as he was going to meet Attila, the Hun, the murderer, the guy who was dressed in mice skins. <laughs> he, he's, going to, he's going to meet him and he's going to say, hey, will you please not sack Rome? And as you can see, you can't see the whole painting. I mean, if I push up there, you can see up the top here. That, that's the, that's uh, uh, Peter and Paul with swords drawn. Um, that was the, you know, of course, the um, uh, the after hours uh, version of it. <laughs> uh, they they got, but we we don't know really what happened. But here here's what's history. History is that the Pope and Leo met, and Leo turned back. And he didn't sack Rome. Now well, he sacked Rome, I think, a few years later. But, I mean, <laughs> he did it this year. Now, this was 450, excuse me, 450. Because in 453, three years later, is one of the way up Councilman. But you have them uh, uh, turn back. And, you know, the, the, the idea came later that, that Peter and Paul were flanking the Pope. And Leo, if you could see and make out, uh, Attila, he's looking up at them scared. Uh, but uh, he was flanking them, and that's why he turned back. But more than likely, I mean, the Pope was just a very good, I mean, he, he talked them out of it. He was very good, trusted the Lord, and the Lord blessed him with that. And I think that probably uh, uh, Attila's army had malaria, and they were very, very tired, ready to go home, so they didn't want to sack Rome anyway. But anyway, that's that painting behind me. Um, let's see here. Has apologizing after meeting a fool on his playground ever leveled things off? <laughs> I, I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? You go there and you meet him and you say, you know what? Wisdom's telling me right now I'm going to meet you on your own turf and I am going to punch you hard. And then after you punch them, you realize that that was not the thing to do. I mean, here's what happens is, you know, they, they start off with, you, you hope that they're going to stop punching. You hope that the bully you go to after, you know, I, I punched this guy. He never did anything again after I punched him in the mouth and he started crying and he's bleeding and all that. He never did anything again. That's usually what happens. Um, you you answer a cool fool according to his following. They pretty much will back off and leave you alone. Uh, I, I Maybe if I'm thinking about this guy, I remember his name was Terry. But whenever I think about this guy, um, if I didn't answer him according to his folly, maybe I was going to try to negotiate. Maybe I was just going to try to befriend him somehow. But in this circumstance, it was just to make him shut up. And so you're trying to make somebody shut up by answering them fast. And I, I'm not saying ridicule, but I am saying calling it how it is. You know, I mean, uh, at one point I got in the argument, I said, you have no argument. You have no confidence in your argument, and this is the reason why you only say one thing. Therefore, you need to go and study this issue before you make any arguments. And I felt like that, that was kind of answering a fool according to his folly because I was I was finalizing it. It, it, was, it. it was kind of hardcore. It wasn't really this nice, okay, let's lead, let's ask questions, let's try. It was just I felt like this is how it is. And so what happens whenever you do that and the person – doesn't stop. You know, he he keeps on trying to fight you. He 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 will never give up. What is it? Uh Captain America. Remember Captain America whenever the he was getting beat up and uh you know he'd just keep on coming back up and he would never stop. 
Uh, I'm not saying Captain America. That's probably a bad illustration because Captain America is, uh, you know, such a good hero. But anyway, I, this guy keeps on getting back up and throwing the same punch. What do you do then? Well, I, I don't know. You know, here, here's what I would say is that we, you, you know, there's nothing wrong, I don't think, with trying both. You know, answering a fool according to his folly and then not answering him according to his folly, but according to a different type of wisdom um and then you try both and then you know i mean sometimes you just back off there's a lot of i mean so many of these that i've just i've done the best i could and i backed off i think one of them <clears throat> one of them that i felt like okay that was answering a fool according to his folly i just did that um hopefully it was thoughtful but uh, uh that time i did it and he did. I mean, it was over. He shut up. Oh, well, one of the things that I did, and again, this is online, so this is uh, to, to that context. I answered him according to his folly, and then I went and befriended him on Facebook and sent him a message and said, hey, if you want to continue, we can continue here. I was just sick of doing it in public to where, you know, it was the same thing over and over again, and I didn't want the public to, to see Hey, uh, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I am, I am stopping or just to see the, the folly of the argument. It just, it just kept on going for forever and it produced nothing. It was, it was a folly. So anyway, again, we got a few viewers here. If you want to ask anything, this is the after hours of theology unplugged. And, um, uh, I, I don't really know how it comes across on Facebook, but obviously you guys can see how to ask questions. I guess you just comment, write something in the comments if you have a question. Any question, any question, a question about me personally. Some of you guys know uh, me personally and maybe uh, know some of the, uh, the history of stuff that I've uh, been through. And a lot of people want to talk to me about that. I'm definitely open for that. So uh, any questions you guys have? Any answering this fool according to my folly? Maybe some somebody got on here and said, you know what? This guy's a fool. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> that would be rather ironic. <laughs> that would be very ironic if it was true. But any questions? Anything? Just come up with something. Come on. I don't like to sit here and look like, uh, you know, nobody... Nobody wants to ask me questions, you know. I'm a, I'm a pretty cool dude. You know, a lot of people want to ask me questions. Everybody wants to ask me questions. You know, I mean, come on. Can't believe this. You know I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding. The few of you that are left. Okay, well, listen, I don't want to talk into the air. Credo courses. Credo courses. Go to Credo courses. Get, um... Get one of the uh, courses. We've got uh, the fr uh, free course I'll being offered right now, the How to Study the Bible. That is free right now. In video form, it is free. So go get that. Uh, maybe grab the workbook or something like that. Uh, it's free. You can add a donation. That's all right. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks for that. I've apologized and then bought them coffee drinks. <laughs> I've never punched anyone. Well, that's good. I haven't punched anybody in years and years and years either. Except for my son. I punched him the other day in the sternum got him good he was punching me in the arm and you know, he just kept on he's, he's getting real big and so it hurt so i had to just shut him up real quick and i answered him according to his folly he's mad at me about that because i think i punched him a little bit too hard got some tears in his eyes and i felt pretty bad <laughs> oh, 
I was sitting down there. All I did was go like that. Come on, you know. All right. We will um, uh, hopefully we'll, 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 this will work out. Um, we're, um, you know, I'm testing waters. We've got some good plans, some big plans that are coming up. And pray for us that uh, we, we make the right decisions about this. And uh, we will uh, talk to you next week. Thanks for coming.